dragging this all the way back around into the original topic of interfacing with the internet, understanding that allows you to uh, more effectively use your phone and use your other devices and not feel like you're like at my computer when I'm like, oh, what do I want to do? It really cuts back on what I want to do when I'm at my computer. Because when I'm at my computer, I have these set things that I know that this is why I'm here. I'm here to watch uh, a nice, good morning YouTube video and sip my coffee. Welcome back to The Q with your host, Quinn Oro Nerd. As you know me by now, it's been 11 episodes. Um, I hope you've been enjoying so far. Hopefully the music uh, is getting higher quality and better and everything like the levels, you know, my audio. Kind of going in and out a bit. That's me moving around in my chair and readjusting. So sorry if that's kind of inconsistent, but that's just how I'm moving around. So I'm trying to keep um, the sound as good as possible while I'm moving. Um, but anyways, the music, uh, if you didn't read, uh, my last week's description or whatever, whatever the, uh, RSS feed calls it, um, the show notes, I guess probably is what it could be. Um, I shouted out the guy that's been doing the music, uh, Hotel Pools. Um, and he's got other artists that also work on a lot of his albums and discography. It's not just him alone. Um, but shout outs to, I think it's a him. It could be a her. I don't know. Hotel Pools, um, that creator, I found when looking up retro, um, retro synthwave, I think was the original, um, keywords that I searched to find that, uh, artist and hotel pools popped up. I had actually been listening to this person's music on Spotify. They're in like the lo-fi garden and, um, retro or vaporwave, sorry. And in vaporwave, those two, uh, of what he would call playlist that Spotify created. He's he or she, sorry, I keep saying he. I, I, it's probably he. I haven't really dug through any of the uh, um, social media all that much. But the person, the creator, um, was in that playlist and I'd been listening to him for a while. And that was like, I was hearing those tracks while I was thinking of what do I want the, you know my content to be across platforms and specifically what I wanted the uh, sound of the podcast to sound like. And, you know, those tracks were just, there's like two or three albums of this creator, Hotel Pools, in the playlist. And I was like, these sound, I like what this sounds like. And then I figured out that it was a synthwave, retro synthwave. And then I just happened to find Hotel Pools Bandcamp, which is linked again in the show notes this week as well. So go check them out. You can obviously listen to them for free on Spotify. Um, but if you want to be able to use their content, you know, you just pay them a dollar or two shout them out, um, let them know that you're using them. Um, so huge shout out to Hotel Pools. I really enjoy the music and I do actually listen to it, not even just when I'm editing the podcast and putting, you know, the clips together of the music that I'm using, but, you know, in general, I, I have actually been consuming your music for about three or four months now without even knowing it was you. <laughs> so anyways, let's go ahead and get into uh, the topic today. Um, it's been two days since I've recorded the last episode, so there hasn't been any actual news happening. So if anything has happened in the past week from the 21st to the 27th, um, I'm sorry that I missed it. But um, a few things that are going to be happening in my life are the hunt for graphics cards. That's really about all that I'm going to be doing. Um, so if you happen to have a uh, you know a 3070 Ti 
or even uh, 3080, let me know. Um, I have my socials linked pretty much everywhere. You should be able to find them by now. So if you have one or you know how to get one, let me know. I'm still in the search for one, and I would appreciate it very much. I could technically, you know, I'd like two, one for myself, one for my father. But if you only find one, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, – I can't think of the word that I want to use. Um, the, the qualifiers for this episode, the context of where my brain space is right now is that. So, anyways – Let's go ahead and get into my main topic, the versatility, the interactivity, the uh, multi-layered access to the internet, and how I think of it. That's kind of a long preamble, long-winded discussion, isn't it? Um, But the idea is, I like the internet. I think the internet is pretty pog. It's pretty hype. It's uh, Web 2.0 is pretty neat. Web 3.0 is about to be revolutionary. And I'm here for it. But trying to come up, not with this topic necessarily, but with the the words that I want to use to describe my feelings on the context of, you know, using the internet um, hasn't been easy, to say the least. Um, I've been trying to really, really think about how to phrase everything, but... I haven't had like a good, there's not like a good string of words that I can sum up this whole topic, really. Um, The impetus for this uh, general thought process, obviously, like I stated, was I've been using the internet since, well, if you've listened to the last episode, it's obvious. If you haven't listened to the last episode, why are you on starting on 11? You're weird. Um, But I was talking about in the last episode, the very end, I was talking about how I've been homeschooled and I grew up learning on the internet. I'm pretty much actually the first generation that could use the internet to actually learn things. That's like when YouTube really started building its uh, wheelhouse of not just creativity and, you know, goofy uh, internet videos, but also a teaching platform for people to learn. Things like Khan Academy were just starting up and uh, there's probably other ones that are similar that were predating Khan Academy. Um, but I don't know them, but the internet was shifting instead of being just a place for people to host their random things on the internet and more of structured content, uh, for learning. And I was like the ground floor of that. Um, and how I originally started using the internet was, I guess, technically through, through windows. You know, I used a windows PC. I think it was windows XP. Um, potentially it could have been Vista. We may have had a machine before then that ran Vista, but I don't really remember it. My really big use, heavy, heavy usage was Windows XP, um, in like 2007, 2006, somewhere around there, uh, when I really started getting homeschooled and learning. I don't really know exactly when I got homeschooled. I was nine or 10 probably. Um, but using the internet, you know, I watched Minecraft videos. Uh, that's when Minecraft first came out, uh, the pre, you know, the alpha and the beta, uh, the people Yogs cast, I watched them. They were British. That's when I really like started learning about other cultures too. You know, being from the small town Midwest, there's not really diversity here. Um, so all we really knew was white people and rural white people, very Republican people. Um, which that isn't really the topic of the podcast I want to talk about, but it is context for what I'm talking about. Um, and so I didn't really have diversity and. So, you know, watching YouTube and watching Minecraft, watching the Yogs cast, who were two British guys, Lewis and Simon, doing Minecraft tutorials, they really, uh, you know, they were the start of my learning about diversity and there's other cultures out there and there's a bigger world that I should be understanding and there are other people that also have knowledge that I don't. 
um, I don't know everything. And maybe even the people may not be white Americans in the Midwest that have the correct answer or better answers than what I can find where I live. Um, and so that really started my discovery of using the internet to learn as much as I can about culture, not just our own, not just my own, the place that I live, but culture of the world. Um, and so, yeah, I used Windows XP for a while. You know, Windows 7 came out, upgraded that, doing learning, all of that stuff. And then high school hits, I can finally buy a phone because I have a job. Um, my parents did not supply us phones. We were part of pretty much the last generation of holdout family. You know, parents were holding out on using technology. They actually just, what, two years ago, finally have a consistent phone plan. And they do, I mean, they still use the internet. They have laptops. They watch, you know, Netflix and TV shows and stuff. They're not just like Amish or whatever, refusing to use the internet. But they just liked the ability to not be in contact with people. They liked the disconnect. When they didn't want, when they weren't at home and their home phone wasn't ringing, they were out in the woods or wherever they were at outside and they didn't have to worry about anybody getting a hold of them. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the world moved past that point where now it's vitally important to be able to be in contact with the people in case of emergencies, obviously, but also to navigate most cities larger than 3,000 people. You kind of need to have at least a GPS, a portable GPS, which is really only found in phones because the technology is just so much better than having a standalone GPS. It's not worth the price to make. So, and also phones to call like places that you're trying to go to or you're trying to get reservations for or whatever you can't just like show up anymore because then you're behind um they finally you know the, the holdout was over they finally decided to get a hold of phones but regardless um you know 2011 2012 um the yogs cast big things windows 7 like i said um and then 20 yeah 2013 2014 uh i was freshman um both my siblings had already gotten cell phones and other things um, and I had, I think I technically had my own personal laptop. Wasn't really anything crazy, you know, using Chrome browser, terrible idea at the time, but whatever. Playing Minecraft, uh, had an Xbox, um, connecting with people on Xbox Live. That was a huge thing. Um, that's where I connected with all of my friends. And we were pretty nasty at, uh, Halo Reach and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Um, won a few tournaments there, uh, humble brag. You know, they were online random game battle games. We didn't really win tournaments per se, but we were winning game battles and stuff, making making a little bit of money. So I was able to afford, you know, I bought my own Xbox uh, One with that money, and I was able to, uh, well, supplementary uh, buy a PC. But before that, I bought a phone. Um, I think it was the iPhone 5S. Yeah, I think it was the iPhone 5S, and I had that until the end of my junior year, or the beginning of my junior year, one of the two. So, like, for two years. I had that. It was already an older generation. The iPhone 7 was coming out at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's when I really understood mobile consumption and social media. Um, and that whole thing is crazy and I could talk about for multiple episodes. Um, but again, that's not the discussion that I want to have here. The discussion I want to have is the variability of internet access and um, how to obtain information. So yeah, I had all of those, that gear, you know, bought all those things, got finally built my own PC, and that's when I could start, you know, gaming online and using like Discord and TeamSpeak and uh, dabbling into live streaming and YouTube and creating content for myself. Um, and then by that point, you know, I upgraded to the 6S and the 6S Plus within the same year. Um, 
And then from there, it wasn't until uh, I think it was my sophomore year of college when I got this iPhone XR, which I've had since then, which that was like 2017 into 2018. Um, so yeah, and I still have this guy in 2021. It's still a solid phone. But that's the point where, you know, right now where I am right now with the XR, I am 10 to 11 to 12 and there's now 13 just got released actually on the 25th this coming week they're going to be released the 27th i can't remember which but the iphone 13 will be released that puts me behind behind on especially new tech but also you using the internet and um interfacing with the world kind of thing so i've been thinking about buying a new phone and that got me into thinking well what do I use a phone for? Because a phone that really caught my eye was the Galaxy uh, Z Fold 3 uh, because it was a half phone, half tablet. And the phone was really long and thin. And then when you open it up, it was just two of them stacked on top of each other. And it was a tablet. Um, and I've never owned a tablet. I've always thought that I wanted to get an iPad. I thought it would be really cool uh, because it would use it to do better media consumption than what's, what's on my XR. You know, it's a tiny 5.8 inch screen. Um, it's really small. It's hard to read text that's happening on videos, which is how I consume a lot of things on the internet. So watching something on YouTube was hard to read. And so I was trying to find a new device that would give me better um, media consumption but also better a better learning device and so that z fold 3 was that was the thing where i wanted to, i wanted a new feel to the phone having a slightly i like the small phones like i really want to get the 13 mini the iphone 13 mini because i like the small form factor because i like to be able to you know put it somewhere and forget about it it's not like a massive slab in my pocket weighing me down i like the small form factors and i like the ability to you know carry it around it's only like three pounds it's not seven eight pounds in my pocket um, and I don't have pockets that can hold things larger than six, six inches. <laughs> so I really like that, the size of that phone. And then, you know, researching the tech and stuff, it's really cool. It's really interesting, all the things that the Z Fold can do. Um, however, it's, you're buying a $1,800 phone with subpar cell phone capabilities and subpar uh, tablet capabilities. Um, and that was like the point where I was like, but is the convenience of having both in your pocket worth the decreases in ability of the two individual devices? Like how much do I actually need the phone to function like an iPhone XR if I have the ability to also open it up as a tablet? And uh, conversely, do I need to have a full uh, you know, color range and resolution of an iPad Pro? Um, or is it okay that I have a slightly lower resolution that's closer to my iPhone XR, but twice as big? Um, and so I, you know, I'm probably not going to buy it because it is ridiculously expensive because it is the newest technology, um, and I don't quite have that kind of cash to do. But I've, I, you know, I've been thinking of why, why do we do it? Outside of we want new things, we want something shiny, we want something new. Um, but for me personally, it comes down to the versatility of the internet and, you know, the next wave, like what's going to be after the iPhone? Like, what are we, what is the next piece of tech that people are going to be using instead of the iPhone to interact with each other? Because, you know, the, it started with, um, telegraph and it slowly increased to phones. You could call people and then you could add text 
and then you could use the internet to host things on the internet and other people could look them up and then now you have the point where you can facetime somebody across the world for free with near uh zero millisecond response time so almost real time not quite what is the next step for uh interaction with the world um and i really i you know at this point it, it comes down to once and um versus reality so obviously you know there's things like vr there's things like the smart glass or whatever google's term for it is their uh, facebook and ray-bans uh, ar glasses they're making those are obvious things but there's more like niche unknown things like the z fold 3 um or transparent phones or um you know things like that where or even just watches uh, the watch technology increasing um trying to decipher which one is the next thing you know is a bit difficult to do it's a fun thing to think about in my opinion um but i don't really have a clear answer um but a want that i would like like the ideal thing for a phone for me is to have an iphone xr but it's 120 hertz refresh rate it has like a, a battery that lasts i cannot charge the battery from the time i wake up at 5 a.m to the time that i go to bed at 10 30 p.m I don't need to charge the phone and it has more than 30 percent that would be ideal and you know 120 refresh rate it has at least a 4k resolution screen um the camera i don't even need a camera I get rid of the camera and i'll be okay i mean i you know i use snapchat i do take pictures of things every once in a while which is nice um and it's a neat feature but the xr camera is good enough and the technology of the 13 that camera has shrunk by like 40 50 percent so just tack that on there and I'm good. I don't need a front facing camera. I can live without that. That's cool. Um, give me that full edge to edge display. And you know, if you could, it'd be cool if I could have a screen that slots out the side and it turns into a tablet, but that's not necessary. I don't need it. Um, it's not a need in my want. <laughs> um, and then having the ability to pair it with other devices so like the iphone has the apple watch and it has the airpods the next step that apple needs is honestly the glasses having the ar technology that you can put on a pair of glasses and interface with the internet that way that is personally for me i think what the next step is going to be regardless uh, because they have all the other senses have been taken care of um, their first one obviously was haptic feedbacks with the phone when you're holding it or when you have in your pocket, the vibrating and the tapping and the uh, signaling from the phone to your body, they've mastered that. Um, and then also in-app, like when you're in the phone scrolling through things, the text, uh, the tactility of it, I don't know the exact word that I want to use, but the texture of flipping up and down through things, swiping around is so fluid and feels so natural. Um, done a great job with that and then having the watch be interconnected so again you get that haptic feedback on your phone when you get a notification and you get the little spikes of dopamine whenever you like close your rings for your health app um, you can see pretty much everything you want to see on your phone at a quick glance on your watch just right there on your wrist and then they added the airpods where you just pop these things in they got battery that honestly lasts you all day if not longer two days both the watch and the airpods could last you two full days without a charge um, and they seamlessly connect to your phone i've 
yet to have an issue with either one of them, you know, not having signal and not interfacing with my phone. Um, unless, of course, you're like probably 15 feet away when the near field uh, Bluetooth technology stops working as just a limitation of the band, uh, you know, the wavelengths that they use. Um, and then that, you know, the only other thing that they need is smell, which is unnecessary. Um, the iPhone doesn't need to secrete smells for me to uh, better interface with it. Um, but having the glasses and getting the sight where instead of having to have your phone in front of your face seeing things, you could just have AR overlaying what you're already seeing in real life. Um, which then, you know, it would uh, kind of take away from the phone. But since the Apple ecosystem has like the base layer is your iPhone, that is the, that's like your wallet, that's your keys, that's the base level. And then everything else is attached to that. So you still have to own an iPhone and you have to own the newest iPhone to get the best technology. But all of the other features allow you to just leave it as a hub and only interface it when you're, you know, you're sitting at home relaxing or you're consuming um, higher resolution um, entertainment. That's that's what I want the next step to be is some kind of glassware um, that the iPhone uses. Because um, if that's the case, whoever does that first, honestly, I'm going to switch to. Um, so if there's a Samsung, uh, Google could potentially do it with their, uh, pixel line. If that's the case, I will shift, um, because you know, the Google, the Google watch is good. The Google pods, whatever their version is are pretty good. I think they're Bose something, but they're actually good. I've never used them, but I've heard good things about them. Um, their watch is good. So if they get that, the AR glass technology down, oof, it, that'll be a big thing for me, um, for sure. I will 100% switch to Google Pixel, even though I hate Pixel with uh, passion. Uh, not Pixel per se, but Google, I don't like them as a company. They're kind of sus, you know? But that's what I would like. That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I want the next step to be. And, you know, having VR is cool. I think that's um, the future of, especially gaming. It's gonna be the future of gaming, um, but the wider mainstream consumption, um, the best best thing is actually the AR glass technology because so many people use social media as your real life that if you're able to overlay that in reality, um, that would be fire. So, you know, things like your Twitter PFP or whatever your Instagram um, avatar, whatever the primary uh, app that you use would overlay over the top of you when you're walking somewhere. So like if we both had our glasses on, we're both connected. We both said that we want Instagram or, you know, uh, our Facebook picture, profile picture to be what pops up above our head and allows people to interface with our social media just by looking at them and like hard focusing. I mean, come on, that would be crazy, right? If you just sit and hold for a few seconds and you're watching somebody, you can then open up their feed and see what they're, you know, talking about. That would be crazy. And that's not impossible, honestly. Um, so the, that's what I'm looking for, you know, the next technology. Um, and so really I'm just biding my time with Apple until somebody gives me something worth switching. Um, and so far Apple has just beat everybody else to it or given me enough um, crumbs to not run away <laughs> kind of thing. So that's kind of kind of what I've been thinking about. It's not 100% what I really wanted to talk about a lot. Um, but I, again, like I said at the beginning, is I don't have a good 
um, grasp of the thesis that I want to talk about on this subject. Um, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna buy an iPad. Um, I'll get that because I do consume a lot of media, and I don't like sitting at my computer. Um, I have three screens. I want to separate. I want separation. I think is what I'm saying. Um, separation, but not separation. I want versatility in separation. Right. My my computer is too big and too massive that you know I will consume high scale resolution and heavy um, resource intensity intensivity entertainment things like games things like video editing or uh, photo editing. Um, I'll use this, this space where I'm at now for that. You know, what I'm recording on right now is my PC. Um, and then I would use my phone to do smaller things like surfing through Twitter, um, doing quick searches for questions that I have in my brain, um, smaller things that I'm researching, um, being the hub for all of my uh, extrasensory devices, my pods for listening to uh, audio information, things on Audible, things on uh, podcasts, um, and then using my watch to track fitness and movements and general notifications of what's happening, um, and then using the iPad for larger, you know, medium-sized entertainment, things like watching a YouTube video for a tutorial, um, or have it propped up while I'm cooking something with the recipe on it, um, things like that. Um, I've noticed that my iPhone doesn't do a good enough job for those things because I do cook at least three times a week and we do use quite a few uh, internet recipes and I don't really want to print them out because then the, you know, the paper gets all greasy and you can't really clean that. Um, and also wasting the ink and the tree to print a recipe to cook once a month is not worth instead of having it on my iPhone. So I have reasons to buy an iPad and basically this episode is to justify me buying a uh, new piece of technology. <laughs> But, you know, with that being said, um, hopefully, you know, that intrigued you a little bit to think more about why you use your phone um, and what you're doing on your phone and using it more as a utility item instead of a doom scrolling depression spiral um, device. Uh, it's not healthy. Uh, you should definitely think about the thing that you're using the most. Like you're on your phone eight to 10 hours plus. I have on my home screen on my iPhone. When I open my iPhone, I see this first, my screen time, 100%. And then it gives you the exact amount of time. I've been on for seven hours and 15 minutes today. An hour, almost two full hours has been on YouTube. 42 has been on Overcast, which is my podcast uh, app of choice. 41 minutes has been on Apollo, which is my Reddit app of choice. And then 27 minutes has been on Twitch, which I was watching Ludwig um, during lunch today. And while I was watching a rerun of his uh, Day in the Life of uh, Ludwig Viewer, and then 22 minutes on DuckDuckGo, which is my uh, web app of choice, you know, surf surfing the internet, researching things, Googling, not Googling because it's DuckDuckGo, so searching um, different questions. So having those all built out there, those are my top five apps that I'm using. All of them have been in my own personal game. You notice things like Snapchat, Twitter, um, I don't even have Instagram or Facebook, so those can't show up. Um, even my iMessages, Discord, uh, Pokemon Go, other games like, uh, um, let's see if I scroll down here. I have chess down here. It's kind of, it's actually pretty high. I did play quite a bit of chess this, this morning uh, at work. Um, shopping apps, like I've only, I've literally was on Best Buy and the weather app for 30 seconds today. 
Um, <laughs> so, and my Google Calendar is at like six minutes. So again, all of the top apps are utility apps um, or education slash informational apps. And so my seven hours and 15 minutes of my phone that I use today, seven hours and 15 minutes of my life that I use today was to improve my own life and to not necessarily better myself because, you know, I was listening to podcasts that were about uh, NFT culture or what Mr. Beast does on his YouTube channel. Um, so those aren't necessarily bettering my life, but they are interesting topics about people having discussions with each other. And that really helps me to better um, understand, you know, conversations on a whole of how to have a civil conversation with somebody or how to present information in different ways. Um, because sometimes people don't hear things the same way. And so understanding that sometimes you have to uh, not necessarily say the exact thing you just said twice, especially when people don't understand it never works if you say the exact same thing the exact same way again, because the person was either not listening or they didn't understand the way you said it. So, you know, changing how you uh, conversate is very important. Changing how you uh, break down a situation um, while you're talking to somebody is very important. See what I did there? Two different ways to say the same thing. But that allows more people to understand what I'm saying. It allows more people to interact with what I'm saying and absorb what I'm taking, what I'm giving, and taking that and improving themselves with it. So, yeah, having that on my phone allows me to understand why I'm using technology and not letting it use me, not, you know, not letting it take over my brain space, not let it take over my emotions and not drag me down any more than it needs to, like, you know, obviously watching stocks go down um, is important to understand where your um, portfolio lies, not saying that I have stocks, but, you know, I like to watch the general stock market to kind of see any correlations between the crypto markets, you know, um, China and Japan's markets, global economy as a whole, just kind of seeing where things are shifting in the mainstream. Um, that's the way I look at it. But seeing those things um, obviously will bring you down in mood and you won't have, you won't be as happy because that's a negative thing that's happening that you're observing. But choosing not to let that be the main focus, especially of what I'm using my phone for or the main focus of my day. Um, my stock, I haven't opened it in about a week. Um, I just deleted Robinhood yesterday. Um, I don't use Acorn. Um, I don't think I've had it in a while either. Um, I've removed all of those, and they're not on the home screen. Um, I've deleted a lot of those apps. I've got them out of my life, you know, because it's not necessary for me to see. It, it's, not it's not necessary to be readily available. Um, and I got rid of any of my crypto tracking. Um, so, you know, uh, the ups and downs of the coins. I have, you know, I have Coinbase and I have BlockFi, um, but... I'd never look at the prices except for on my computer every morning at 6 a.m. That's what I do on my computer every morning. I wake up at 5. You know, I take a shower. I do the daily routine there. I get some coffee. I come down to my, my desk here and I look at the markets, see what's going on, um, check out a little bit of social media, make sure everything's uh, kosher. Nothing crazy happened while I'm gone on the news overnight, you know, while I was sleeping. Um, and then immediately... Dumping that at 6.30, hard cut off 6.30, and I go to YouTube, or uh, if somebody's streaming something on Twitch, uh, I'll just watch the fun entertainment, um, and I'll watch those, and then I don't really get into any hard topics, uh, you know, things like NFTs or uh, cryptocurrency as a whole, 
or even I don't even really get into like a podcast that talk about YouTube consumerism. Uh, Colin and Samir, which is the Mr. Beast episode I was talking about today. I don't even start listening to them until 930 at work. Once I get through the rest of my morning, you know, getting ready for work, um, I usually listen to like, I'll, you know, I'll listen to The Yard or The Triforce because those are just funnier, goofier podcasts where it's just three or four dudes, you know, just hanging out, all conversating with each other, um, not really talking about anything serious. So it's a lot more laid back. And then once I get into work and kind of get settled in, that's when I'll pick up like a more important topic. If, you know, I don't have a busy morning, um, I'll pick up a more important topic to think about and use my brain space effectively in an environment that's not my home. Cause that's the other thing is you, if you are noticing that you're having a negative impact, like if you're at work, uh, evaluate what you're doing at work that causes that um, negative emotion or that uh, bad cognitive um, cycle. Trying to determine what's happening in the places that you're at. So if you're if you are at home on your in your bed watching like scary movies or um, reading about um, murders in real life or watching documentaries about OJ Simpson or whatever, you know, and it's all like negative things or even uh, Jeffrey Epstein, those things. Um, and then you notice you don't sleep well and you notice that you're kind of tired the next day or the next week. Um, evaluating that those were the causes of your problem and then not doing those things at that time. Like maybe you watch a documentary at noon at lunchtime when you're like, oh, I'm off you know, I'm on break from work or I'm out of class right now and I have time to just unload and I can watch this thing passively while I'm eating and then, oh, now I got to go again. I got to go back to work. I got to go back to school and you just clean cut what you were just doing and going into a new cycle. Um, so then you, you know, you got the information and you understand that Jeffrey Epstein trafficked children, women, you know, girls, um, but you're not dwelling on that the whole day or while you're in bed trying to sleep you're not trying to process that information um you're immediately doing something different and changing your cycle in your brain so knowing that you know dragging this all the way back around into the original topic of interfacing with the internet understanding that allows you to uh more effectively use your phone and use your other devices and not feel like you're like at my computer when I'm like, oh, what do I want to do? It really cuts back on what I want to do when I'm at my computer. Because when I'm at my computer, I have these set things that I know that this is why I'm here. I'm here to watch uh, a nice, good morning YouTube video and sip my coffee. Um, or, you know, I might play a little bit of RimWorld if I've been thinking about it the night before. It's like, oh, I could do something in this base. Or Skyrim, oh, I need to finish this quest. And I just figured out how, like I researched it throughout the day. Um, things like that. Where it's like, I know why I'm here. But if you use your computer, like a lot of people, especially like Discord trolls, sorry to call you guys out like this, but you're on your computer and you know, you're watching whatever XQC, uh, um, somebody else, I don't know, really anybody else, Ludwig, and it's like midnight, 1 a.m., and you're not sure what you're doing on the computer because you're like, I have like 600 games in my Steam account and I have like 19 other games on Battle.net and Origin but I just don't know what to play. Um, the problem isn't you don't have anything to play. You don't want to play any of those games. The problem is that you have too many options and you haven't um, diversitized your, uh, yourself, your, your brain space, your um, thought processes, your um, not necessarily development dementation of your brain, but 
you haven't given your brain a break from your interface location, like your computer. Because, like, you go and, like, sit on your phone for, like, four hours and scroll through Facebook and stuff, no problem. Um, but then it's, like, sometimes you notice when you're just opening Facebook, you close it, then you open Twitter, you scroll through a little bit, then you close and you open Instagram, and you go back to Facebook. And you just are in that cycle. Um, again, you gotta got to change things up. And you got to realize that uh, I don't need to do this right now. Um, let me designate times and reasons for why I'm using the device. And then that allows you to have a fresh look at everything that you're doing as well. Um, because then you know, like right now I'm on my computer and I know I just finished watching, I just watched uh, an NKBHD video about uh, phones and I was like, this is what I'm going to talk about on my podcast. So I'm going to get a little bit of information on some of the phones I'm going to be talking about um, and other, other tech that would coincide with them. So using that effectively, I realized that, okay, I'm going to sit down. I have a reason to be here. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. And then after I get off the podcast, once I'm done recording, um, you know, I'll probably go clean up something in the kitchen, um, make sure all dishes get put away, um, get another drink, and then come back in here, um, maybe play a little bit of RimWorld or look at, a, you know, probably play some Melee and watch a live stream that's happening. But uh, separating the time that you're using things and then really planning out why you're there and not just like, oh, I'm just going to get on my computer. Um, let's see if my friends are on. And then nobody really has a decision, nobody really deciding anything. Uh, and then same thing with my phone. Uh, you know, I decide that, okay, I'm going to get on uh, Reddit because I want to see what the subreds are talking about. Um, see if the yard people are talking about anything. See if uh, Star Citizen, if anybody's posted any new stuff about the current uh, ship topics. Uh, you know, they're voting on new ship skins and other things that are content for the game. So I want to get on there and I want to see what's going on in the communities. Um, I don't necessarily give myself like a time because especially things with like Reddit and stuff, I don't know how long it's going to take to get to the previous place that I was at. But usually I give a hard cut off at about an hour of any one app where I'm like, okay, I've been on this app for too long. And at this point, I don't really think I'm following my general topic that I wanted to learn about or wanted to see. So I have, I have a, at this point, I have a good mental um, strength to just cut myself off. You know, if that makes any sense. Be like, okay, I don't need to look at this anymore. Yes, it might be fun and it might be, I have the time to do it, but it's a good time to cut it off before it gets too bad and just change up what I'm doing, change my brain cycles, um, refresh my brain and, um, you know, allow a new input, allow a new, um, a new thing to be in front of me instead of the same thing over and over again. Um, because then that's when you get burnt out on anything. Um, and then you just feel like uh, a slob, I guess. Um, and all of that really, you know, the, like the last 10, 20 minutes has really been something that's come to me at the end of, uh, you know, like the last semester of college, because um, I was really in a deep, dark place, which, you know, at the time I was really talking about um, making videos on. It's not depression. I don't, I, you know, I wouldn't say that it was a depressive state um, for me, you know, it was a dark place, um, but to a lot of people, it wouldn't, you know, it's not bad, but it was just for me, um, I was at a point where I wasn't really... I was autopiloting, basically, um, just getting through it, just getting by, not really um, being, not necessarily a human being, um, but just, you know, not cognitively thinking about things. Um, and then, the, you know, when I graduated college um, and then everything shifted, that's when I realized, like, oh, that's what that was, is I graduated high school, but I didn't shift anything. Um, because I graduated high school and I was like, oh, I can make my own decisions now, but I didn't shift anything about my life. And so I just coasted. 
Uh, but then when I graduated college, I was like, oh, well, now we got to have a full-time job. i got to be an adult now. That forced me to shift, um, which then brought to light, um, you know, the context of this entire episode of interfacing with the internet and understanding your own um, cognition and brain um, activity. And for me, it's, it's a good thing. Other people, they don't need it. Uh, it's not necessary. A lot of people don't even think about it. Um, but I think this is useful information to somebody at least. Um, and you understand what I'm saying and this has helped you. And so for that, um, you're welcome. Um, I'm glad I could help you. And other people, it's uh, it's fun to think about, right? Um, it's interesting. It's unique. It's a new unique perspective, I think. Um, so yeah, Z Fold Three and <laughs> buying an iPad. Um, I'm gonna buy an iPad. Um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good, worthwhile investment for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's really all I wanted to say on this topic. Um, obviously um owning star citizen i wanted to have like a space rig for a while you know being able to do flying in outer space and having like a better immersion you know having kind of larger flat screens um pc upgrades and stuff i'll talk about that in the next episode not necessarily the, not the next episode but in a future episode i'll talk about some of my gaming stuff that i want to talk about um things that i want to discuss of course but i appreciate you guys listening um this is back-to-back episodes, which is kind of crazy. Um, we're kind of at the end of September. Boston has kind of a new schedule for school. Um, her work is, she did technically switch up work, so now she only works like, um, I think it's five days in a pay period. So she works a total of 10 days a month. Uh, she does work 12 hours. So, and you know, she gets paid way more than I do. Um, per hour to begin with and then she technically works the same hours that I do um, in a month just in 10 days which is kind of disheartening for me I work like 25 26 days a month <laughs> to make less money than her which kind of sucks but it's also my job isn't as hard as hers so I'm not going to complain about it at all so her schedule does change up a bit it's not a consistent she's she's never consistent on like i always work every sunday or i work every friday or whatever i think she's working every friday in october just because of how uh, holidays land in november and december um so they're kind of front loading her weekend hours so that it doesn't hit um for her holidays so uh expect monday episodes to continue um I have I have the thirtieth that I can record, um, so yeah, in a couple days I'll, I, I'll actually be recording um, three days after this episode comes out, so I will actually have the news of the past week and a half. Um, so that episode will have a bit more real news potentially if there's anything good, um, but I have that time to record, and then a couple Fridays um, in October for sure that I'll be recording for Monday. So I'll have about a week's worth of information to talk about if need be. So expect uh potentially consistent every monday should have an episode um i will potentially let you know in uh, an episode if there won't be one the following week um but yeah i think that really kind of finishes out my calendar and my um schedule um I will go ahead and say it now. October, myself and Sydney Gelb, um, you know, doxed him once again. <laughs> I don't know if I actually, no, I doxed Eli, sorry. Sydney um, will be coming on the podcast to discuss, uh, what is it, the 1965 to 1972 years? 
because like I talked in a previous episode about the financial situation uh, of gold no longer being um, the standard of money in the US, uh, we're going to discuss the years that that happened. Um, he's a history, historical major, um, history major, I think is a better way to say it, um, at Eastern Illinois University. Um, I don't know exactly. I think it's his um, master's degree. I could be wrong on that. I think he wants to teach it, so I'm pretty sure he has to have a master's in that. We'll get his whole uh, whole rundown when he's on the on the podcast. But to give him some qualifications, he is a historian major. Um, he, you know, he's primarily uh, military history, so he'll have a lot of good things to talk about about the Cold War and I think it's the Vietnam War that happens around that time. So a lot of the politics leading up to that and a lot of the actual battles that are happening and so most of the you know money that the u.s uses is funneling into military advancements so he'll have a lot of that information and then i'm going to be tackling it from a geopolitical um, and economic uh, standpoint Um, i've done quite a bit of research not an extensive amount or like uh you know classes on uh economy and how money works in the u.s but you know researching on the internet and fact checking and multiple uh, sources all saying the same thing like cooperation of information Um, i'm doing a good job vetting all of the information that it will be presenting Um, but the episode is going to basically be about why did the u.s government decide to no longer have the u.s dollar backed by gold um and is there a good reason for it and why is that now affecting us in 2021 and why is our market going down um which is not a good thing um especially for our future so that'll be an interesting one to uh, be a part of um it may just slowly divulge into talking about military history because I am more interested in learning about what something else is, somebody else is interested in more than I am talking about a topic that I'm forcing upon them, if that makes any sense. So it could easily devolve into a military history, specifically World War I, World War II, which is our two favorite wars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'll have a really good time having that conversation with them, regardless of um, if my original topic is talked about or not, just because I like um, hearing what people like to talk about. So with that being said, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, it has been kind of another long one, um, and it's been a mixed bag, you know, of different things that I like to talk about. But this is my space, not myspace.com, but it is my space to talk to you. So if you want to talk back, go ahead and go to the Discord. Um, it's linked everywhere, um, probably in the show notes right after Hotel Pools. Shout out to you again, once again, the creator for the music that's in the background right now hopefully you guys enjoy it um and of course you know get in the discord have some conversations with me it is a good place to be nobody's joined it yet um so you know i can't really say that but i'm in it um and i'm willing to have conversations and getting some feedback um of course you can follow me on twitter that's linked i'm sure too um so yeah follow me there um interact with me on twitter that'd be a good time um thank you guys for listening um And have a good afternoon. Have a good evening. See you later, guys.